Hey everyone, hope you're having the most incredible day. I am so excited to be here with you for another episode of Reignite Your Soul podcast. We're already on episode four this season and um, I'm your host, Laura Plahuda, and I'm a Reiki master energy healer and spiral practitioner and bringing you amazing conversations with just really empowering people to help you to expand your mind, open your heart to an entirely new way of being. And I am very excited if you guys are on here live with me on Instagram, say hello. Love seeing you guys in the comments. Hello, hello. If you guys are catching the recording on the podcast or the YouTube channel, hello. I'm so happy you're here. We're going to be having an incredible guest on today, Joanne Mulhall, and she is absolutely incredible. And um, we're going to be having a conversation all around optimizing human potential, optimizing human performance when it comes to our health and our nutrition. Hey everyone. And we're just going to wait for Joanne to pop on here. But um, she gives an incredible analogy. Um, In society, we've kind of been, we've been programmed a lot with our belief system around health and nutrition and our physical bodies. And a lot of it's been very superficial and a lot of it, our belief systems are a lot of blame mentality and not really learning to listen to our actual bodies for what they are actually saying to us, right? We, when our body shows us signs and symptoms, we instantly think that there's something wrong with us. And then we will go into the healthcare system to get oftentimes a Band-Aid solution. And um, there are some gaps in the healthcare system that we have here in um, the Western world. And we're definitely gonna chat a little bit about that as well. And um, I've been doing a lot, um, bringing in the Western culture, um, health modalities and stuff like that. And there's big power to both. So we're gonna be having a chat around that. And one of the uh, incredible analogies, Joanne, um, she shares, and once she comes on here, she can share more about it, obviously. But with the way that we've kind of been taught to deal with our nutrition, Uh, I don't know if you can resonate with this, but if you've been eating so clean and so healthy and you're like, I'm still not getting the results that I'm looking for. And one of the things that she found after being in the industry for the last um, 25 years, being a holistic health practitioner and holistic nutritionist, along with all of the other incredible certifications that she has, um, she found that there was a big component that was missing from it. And the analogy that she gives her and you are putting in supreme oil into this into this vehicle yet the oil filter is super bunged up and clogged up and you're never going to get the actual benefits from that actual high quality fuel that you're putting into it or for the oil hi joanne i'm so happy you're on here hey good morning laura nice to see you Yes, so good to see you. And Joanne is actually en route to the ferry right now. Um, So thank you so much for like putting this into your schedule and rolling with all of the changes you have going on in your life and being so excited to come on here and chat with us all today. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. I was intending to be in one place. So hopefully (laughs) we'll roll with this, won't we? Yeah, we'll definitely roll with it. Um, I was just sharing a little bit about how with your clients you found that um, people were putting in all good stuff that they that they thought were good stuff yet still weren't really getting the results and I just kind of shared the analogy that you shared with me about um, a car and oil and really if you're not having the detox and the cleanse component when it comes to our health and stuff we're still not actually absorbing all of the proper nutrients we're not getting the full value of the magic that our bodies actually can provide when they're running optimally and are 
principle of health. Um, so yeah, I'd love exactly. for you. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, um, we just automatically think that by improving our nutrition, which obviously is a super key component, that we can um, magically um, kind of get to that um, deeper level, which we can get to the next level, but we are missing some key components if we're not incorporating some some deeper detox and cleansing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. And we could definitely um, get into a deeper conversation about all of that as well. Um, first, I would love it if you would mind just introducing yourself to everybody so that everybody sure. can get to know you a little bit more. Sure, sure. So uh, I grew up in Ontario. I'm from Waterloo originally and uh, lived there um, really until my husband and I moved out to the West Coast in the early 90s. And um, I was actually working in it, in my other world. I was working for an airline. I was a flight attendant. Wow. I and, that. Yeah. And um, I did that for six years. And what was key about that was um, that I started to have a lot of health issues then. I it was in my late 20s, early 30s. Um, I was um, I just had my second child, my son. And I just really started noticing some things with my health that I wasn't able to figure out. I went allopathically to get, you know, tests done and different things and wasn't really getting any answers. So I actually started, you know, I'd already always gone to a chiropractor because I've had different, you know, issues with my back. And through that chiropractor, I was exposed to my very first naturopath that I went to I learned about iridology and I went to see an iridologist. I did colon hydrotherapy. I mean, I, you name it, I started to explore it. And so that was obviously transformational for me because I started getting answers to other things about my health that um, allopathic or conventional medicine wasn't able to offer me. And number one was that I found out that I was extremely lactose intolerant. So that was a huge one for me to eliminate dairy in all forms, <laughs> because a lot of yeah. people don't realize that dairy in many forms is in many things. So you really need to be diligent if you're going to try to do any kind of food elimination diet to get um, all the sources of those of those uh, uh, ingredients. Um, mm. And from that, really um, started to to put the pieces of the puzzle together to figure out that that was an underlying reason why my energy was so low, why my digestion wasn't working, why there were so many things that wasn't, wasn't functioning well for me. Just from there, you know, and going to an iridologist and learning so many things through the eye about my constitution, about my predispositions for things, I was like, wow, this is really fascinating. And in 1994, we moved back to Ontario and I was just kind of a little OCD about talking about health and nutrition. Anytime it came up in a conversation, I was in on it. And from that, I was like, you know, maybe I should think I wasn't flying anymore at that point. I was like, maybe I should think about doing this like as a career. And so then I just started exploring courses in uh, Toronto and different areas and found an iridology course. And so that was my first area of study was um, iridology and sclerology. So analyzing the eyes for preventative health. And 
the cool thing about that is that, um, I mean, iridology is uh, very, I would say, a lot more widely known and accepted in Europe. And it's actually very popular with Russian doctors. Um, mm. A lot of European doctors, there's a few um, like key Italian doctors, etc. That, um, And it's very well accepted there, but still on the fringe in North America, unfortunately. Um, but what's so interesting about it is that it works like other things like reflexology, hand and foot reflexology. It's all very homuncular, so, so means that it's parts of the body are connected to other parts of the body. And we have reflex points. So from that, you can what you're doing is analyzing the tissue condition of the body in order to determine weaknesses, areas of toxicity or congestion, and also just our general predispositions for things. So um, things about what we call our constitution and how um, strong or, I, won't, I don't like to use the word weak, but how um, more sensitive or fragile our constitution might be. And uh, so that was fascinating to me. So I did, I dove in, I took lots of courses and um, you know, I learned holistic nutrition along with that because you can't just learn what is going on in the body unless you learn what to do about it. And so obviously um, therapeutic uses of food and nutrition, which means curative properties to food and nutrition yeah, really went along with all my arbitrology studies. So I did courses Amazing. in Toronto. I studied with a naturopath who came in from California to do courses in Burlington. I actually did a course with him in Mexico. That was pretty fun and, uh, and cool. And um, yeah, so that was just my starting point. And um, I just kept going from there as far as, you know, learning and, and increasing, you know, my areas of, of um, knowledge and you know, quote unquote expertise. Um, so I'm a level Reiki 2 practitioner as well. Um, I am a certified holistic nutritionist now as well. Um, I have taught at the Institute for Holistic Nutrition in Vancouver, and I continue to teach the basic nutrition course for fitness trainers at CamFit Pro. So Amazing. That's me. I love that. Thank you so much <laughs> for sharing all of that. Um, it's Thanks. incredible, too, because you have such a wide range of knowledge when it comes to the mental, the physical, the spiritual the energetic, the emotional, kind of like the whole range of everything. And my, my story is kind of similar with yours where my physical body, when I was working, kind of started um, breaking down and I didn't find any help within the, um, the normal healthcare system. So that's where I started exploring into nutrition and into the holistic practices as well. And that's where I found the greatest benefit. And especially with my background being a paramedic as well, I got to kind of see the inside of the healthcare system, which is really incredible when it comes to acute care and emergency medicine. But I know you're very passionate about being proactive and preventative towards our health. Um, whereas that is more of like a reactive um, kind of space where when we haven't been taking care of things, then things start showing up and that's where that can really play a role. So I do believe, and I, I, I love your opinion on this, how they can work together, the two Absolutely. of them. A hundred percent. It's just, we're yeah. not quite there yet um, here in Canada where they are really functioning as an inclusive thing. And I'm curious um, what your in take is, um, Joanne, on why it's, it's so accepted and widely accepted in other countries, but here in Canada, it's still kind of not really fully widely accepted yet. I, iridology in particular, you mean? Yeah, I don't know. I guess... Um, it's like any other modality like Ayurveda 
or traditional Chinese medicine. You know, it's taken time for it to get more um, known and out there and uh, just um, validated, I suppose. You know, there's still a lot of skepticism, especially amongst allopathic um, physicians who aren't familiar with more holistic modalities. And there are many who are. Um, but I think mm -hmm. it's still a personal investigation for them. I don't, because it's not really part of their training. And I think mm -hmm. that would be amazing in medical school if <laughs> one of their course requirements might be that they have to do yeah. a wide spectrum of alternative or holistic health, um, you know, exploration. So at least they're familiar with it. So that. Yeah. Of, in recommending those kinds of things when allopathy doesn't have necessarily have the answer but you're right in terms of and obviously yes you know as a paramedic you're in there as a first responder um, my husband and i were ski patrollers for many years and mm -hmm. that's what we did first response on the on the ski hill and those skills are incredible and um yeah. i still uh, you know go to those in times of any kind of little bit of emergency in uh, any kind of situation but um and those skills are are really great to have but in terms of preventative absolutely we need to delve more into the holistic health modalities because there's so much there and so much to yeah. offer people and um, I think what's really interesting one of my sort of goals with my clients is to talk to them about you know do they have extended health care and uh, what do they what benefits do they have through their workplace and it's amazing mm -hmm. to me that a lot of people have access to massage therapy, osteopathy, chiropractic, acupuncture, um, counseling, and and none of it's utilized. None of it's yeah. utilized. So if I could yeah. say anything to listeners today, is like if you have a health benefits package, go find out what you're covered for, yeah. and if nothing else, go to explore. You know, you don't even have to necessarily go because you have something going on. You could just go to explore and say, hey, mm -hmm. I've never had this treatment before. I really want to go and find out what this is all about. And, yeah. um, you know, even from that perspective, extended healthcare benefits don't always include um, holistic nutrition, unfortunately, which mm -hmm. is a, a big gap because there is a difference between a holistic nutritionist and a dietitian, right? They, they do have a different scope of practice. Some overlap, but again, that's kind of more personal training. So, and, and what I feel I do with the iridology, and I've also added in five years ago, hair analysis. And this okay. is not your typical hair analysis, um, which I did use years ago in my practice at the beginning, which was pluck the hair, put it in an envelope, send it to the lab, and they do just a mineral analysis on your hair. Um, I do have access to that type of testing, but the one that I do most with clients now is actually live hair analysis. So I take the hair from the back of the head at the nape, and I, it's a frequency scanner. It uh, digitally reads or frequency reads the information that's in the root ball of the hair. And then uh, it produces a report giving you really exactly where your body is at right now in terms of, um, you know, where you need to put your focus, amino acids, minerals, vitamins, um, enzymes, that kind of thing, whether your body is being affected by electromagnetic fields, um, parasites, bacteria, viruses, fungus. So again, we have a lot of amazing tools at our disposal if you start to investigate, but I think that's part of it. Um, people need to take the initiative to kind of do that on their own 
to investigate what's out there and learn about it. You know, it may not be for you, but you could learn about it and go, huh, there's something to this. This makes sense. Maybe I should check this out. For sure. Yeah. It's so incredible. Like the technology that we have now and the ability that we have to get like specific stuff for our own health and what's going to benefit us. And I love how you touched on, um, like the toxicity, but as well as like the electromagnetic frequencies and stuff that's also affecting us because the world is so different than it was like yeah. 10, 20, 30 years ago, there were constantly evolving, constantly changing with our environment and it is impacting our human health. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I love how you shared too about, um, with the benefits and just going out and exploring and stuff like that. Cause it's like, we can be skeptical, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's working for many, many, many people, you know, and it's absolutely incredible the resources and stuff that's out there to be able to help us to be able to allow us to find deeper insights into why we are experiencing what we're experiencing. Well, and that's it. And I'm, I'm glad you phrased it as, you know, our world is changing and, you know, it's changing at a rapid pace, yeah. rapid pace right now. And um, I, I think that people, um, because they maybe aren't tuned in to how I rapidly things are changing, um, that um, it's, it's preventing them from tuning into their bodies and being able to discover um, you know, what their bodies are telling them. And um, yeah, just <laughs> sorry. That's okay. getting some cross, cross stuff here on the car. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, to be able to tune into your body and, and pay attention to those little signals that tell me, oh, something's not right. And I mean, that's, that's kind of a key thing with even just the basics of nutrition. You know, if something's not jiving with your body, a lot of times our body tells us right off the bat or within a few hours, oh, you know, that made me feel bloated or, oh, my energy went tanked. Why, why did my energy tank? And then, you know, mm -hmm. instead of kind of listening to that, they turn around and go for that other cup of coffee or that other little whatever that might not be the healthy choice or that candy bar or something to give them that lift. And, yeah. um, you know, frequency wise, as you know, and I know very well with the energy work that we do, we are frequency above yeah. everything else. We are frequency. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, in terms of what is going on, you know, with um, the electromagnetic field changes, I mean, we're Wi-Fi everywhere. And now we're at a level of, of um, you know, data frequency and Wi-Fi frequency, which is the 5G and, you know, a lot of people might be questioning that going, well, where's the proof? But I think um, we just have to understand that if we are frequency and energetic beings, if we're surrounded by a frequency that isn't in alignment with our frequency, it's mm -hmm. going to have an effect on it by changing it. And is yeah. that change going to be positive or negative? And, mm -hmm. you know, there's the possibility of both, actually. Yeah. You know, we know that frequencies can be very healing. Um, and I use frequency work and, and in energetic work, that's what we're tapping into is the healing frequencies. But there mm -hmm. are frequencies out there that are damaging ourselves. So we have to just be yeah. aware and, and, again, and try to educate ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. there, there's, I think the thing that I've been finding over the last few years, and I'm sure you've seen the, the same thing, is that there's a lot more black and white thinking out there right now. Mm -hmm. 
And I think we have to set that aside to open up to the realm of possibilities because yeah. um, there is just so much that we don't know and don't understand about health, about science, about the human body, um, you know, and we need to be um, much more open and much more communicative and much more um, willing to engage in dialogue so that mm -hmm. we can explore the best options for me or for you, which is not going to be the same. You know, it's yeah. different for every person. But yeah. if you sit in that realm of possibilities, you can, you know, tap into, well, what do I need and what is good for me? And that's mm -hmm. the key, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because at yeah. the end of the day, anything that's going on, like our outside world is always changing. And a lot of it is out of our control. So at the end of the day, the only thing we have to listen to is our own bodies. And unfortunately, exactly. the way that we've been conditioned a lot, we've been focusing so much on our external world that we're so disconnected from our bodies and what they're actually saying to us. And we can't even, we, we aren't even in tune with what our body is saying. I know I'm always talking about self-awareness and bringing, shifting that back inside to ourselves. Um, and then I think like a, a big thing that I would love to just kind of share on here would be your body is never broken and our bodies are absolutely incredible because even when our body are showing these signs and symptoms, like I remember I used to think like, Oh, there's something wrong with my body. And I would like try to fix it. Right. But when you can shift that mindset and that, that perception you have of, Oh, thank you so much for showing me this. Like, let's dig a little deeper. Right. <laughs> and like being yeah. able to explore it from that curious place to be like, Oh, wow. Thank you so much for showing me that. So regardless of what's happening in our external environment, like for anybody listening, like what is it that you're physically experiencing in your body and does it feel good or does it feel bad because our bodies will naturally tell us what is going well and what isn't and like you said the frequency of our energy is really the the factor that will show whether we are thriving or whether we are necessarily not um, and food and nutrition is massively frequency based yeah absolutely absolutely because live food has a frequency and an energy to it and as soon as you shift that from a cooked food or processed food, the, the frequency changes, the energy changes. So this is why, you know, that 80-20 rule on, on a general realm of things is 80% raw, 20% cooked. Um, you know, that's a high percentage. A lot of people wouldn't necessarily consume that. But, you know, mm -hmm. that, that's sort of an, an optimal 80% alkaline, 20% acidic you know, 80% of the time you're focused on eating for energy and eating for well-being. And the 20% can be the fun stuff. And a lot mm -hmm. of times that's flipped around, right? <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and it is, it's an education process, but yeah. I just um, started a, a group um, challenge, not challenge, I don't like that word, um, a group initiative last week. And our whole first week was just talking about awareness and, you know, paying attention to certain things, being a little notebook, writing stuff down. What are you noticing? Um, you know, how can you pay attention more to certain things? What are some of your habits? You know, how do you wake up in the morning? How does your morning routine set you up for the day? How do you go mm -hmm. to bed at night? You know, what's going on for you? Um, you know, yeah. just little things like that, that we often are on autopilot and we're just not paying attention. And it's awareness is the first step to change, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. So anybody listening, grab a notebook, start logging <laughs> stuff and actually taking the time to do it right. If, if we don't take the time to invest into ourselves, we're never going to get the results that we seek. And then we can't keep complaining about the same thing. So we can, but it just says that's actually suffering 
Yeah. Um, I love that you, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I love that you mentioned about, I've never heard that before about like, and I have heard it, but like, I always usually cook my veggies and stuff. And now I'm actually going to be more conscious of, of not doing that and having more like actual raw veggies. Like you said, it changes the, the frequency of it. Cause I never really thought of it. I knew that it shifted a lot, like the, the actual nutrients in it, but it makes sense that it shifts yeah. all of it. Yeah, it does. But also, um, you know, we live in seasonality, especially in the Northern hemisphere. So, you know, to have raw food in the winter uh, isn't actually very intuitive or, um, right. you know, we need warming foods for our body, but, you know, at least to be able to um, make soups and stews where you're putting the whole vegetable and you're not draining the water out and you're keeping all the nutrients and all the vitamins in there. And, um, you know, I'm all about, um, you know, just natural ways to improve, improve your digestion. One of the main things is cook with love. <laughs> you yes. know, don't, yeah. don't, don't cook when you're pissed off and don't, you know, you're just dumping that energy into your food yeah. and also don't eat when you feel that way because, mm -hmm. you know, your digestion on a physiological level, when your stress is triggered, your digestive, your digestive function shuts down right that's the the fight right. and flight response is when mm -hmm. you're in stress mode um you know your digestive system goes to low priority so mm -hmm. when you you know even if you're feeling a little bit rushed and you're having a busier day just sit down and take you know a minute to just deep breathe and you know send a little gratitude out and put a little gratitude into the food that's in front of you you know mm -hmm. um i've i've uh gotten away from religious kind of routine dogma because it doesn't fit with me but you know when I go back to my roots and you know kind of automatically you know saying a prayer before you yeah. eat but really not doing it mindfully there is a purpose to that which yeah. is the gratitude piece you mm -hmm. know so um for those of you who are um, more that we're inclined that way or not just to be able to take that few minutes to be truly grateful yeah. that we have food and um, it's nourishing food and that it is going to nourish your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Massive. Yeah. yeah. And all of it takes us slowing down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Down. And on yeah. a food frequency level too, another, another main thing to keep in mind is, you know, again, the seasonality of foods. So that hundred mile diet concept is really important because I think that the, you know, the energy of our environment and, you know, it's always been suggested that when you're doing things, even therapeutically, herbs that grow in your environment or, you know, whatever is in your immediate area is really the best that's going to be for you because of that frequency kind of connection. But also right. when we think of foods that come from, you know, thousands of miles away, they haven't been picked ripe, um, so they don't have the full energy of the sun uh, because they uh, bananas picked green. Well, you know, that's not a fully, you know, energy potential food until yeah. it is ripened from that sun energy. So, it, you know, it, if we just stop and think about it for a few minutes, we do see the connection and why mm. it's so important, you know, yeah. and, you know, I'm a big, I'm a, obviously I've been in the health industry for 25 years professionally and I just went to the health food um, retailer show in Vancouver a couple weekends ago. And it was, it was so fun. Number one, it was a live event. So it was great to see people and just, you know, reconnect with a few people that I still knew from way back in the day, but also to see the evolution of um, even the health food industry, which, 
you know, typically can still be, you know, high in sugar, different things, even though it's tagged as a health food. But so many companies where they're committed to simplistic, sim uh, you know, simple ingredients, fewer ingredients, mm -hmm. really paying attention to the sugar content in their in their products, um, really making that with quality care. It was just and lots of Canadian businesses. So it was just so refreshing Amazing. to see that. That's incredible. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and I'd love for you, would you be open to sharing, like, what are some, um, like, simple swaps that people can do when it comes to shifting the things in their lifestyle? Like, what are some of the things that you see from your clients and stuff that you help them to kind of swap? Because there's, it's such a big topic that sometimes it can get overwhelming to be like, oh, my gosh, I need to change all of these things. So doing it really like <laughs> slow and kind of just like, doing yeah. things slowly, like, like you said, like looking at sugar kind of starting to decrease, like the amount of sugar, maybe starting to, like you said, um, maybe remove dairy or some other allergens and stuff like that to see how your body responds to it. Do you have any suggestions for people that are kind of looking to start um, creating a healthier lifestyle for themselves? Yeah, totally. Great question. Um, yeah, actually, what I can share with you that you can post um, and as a follow up for the podcast um, it is actually the CanFit Pro Food Nutrition Pyramid. So it is their creation. So it's a little bit different than obviously the Canada Food Guide. But I love the pyramid concept. And that's nothing new. But it gives mm -hmm. you some guidelines like water is right at the base of the pyramid. That's the foundation, right? Should also be fresh air and sunshine. But water's in there. Is, and it is because it is a nutrient. So yeah. um Number one is starting looking at how much water you're taking in every day. Such a simple thing, but I think most people are dehydrated. And, yeah. um, you know, you can do a simple thing by filling a bottle of water like this one I have in the car. I need to fill it. Got my little mm -hmm. shungite uh, uh, stones in the bottom there. But, oh, amazing. Um, and shungite's really great against EMF, and it does a nice wow. thing to frequency alter your water. So that's a little Incredible. tip there. So and that's just the, a crystal, right? It's a, it's actually a stone. It, it's it's stone? a it looks like a, a like a stone. It doesn't have any crystalline type of texture to it, um, but yeah, it's amazing for um, EMF uh, type of um, protection. Um, awesome. So just take a bottle like this, which is uh, 750 mils, and so ideally you want to drink you know two to three of these in a day. You can put a rubber band around the bottom, fill it up. As you, as you empty it, take the rubber band off or a hair band and put it on your wrist or vice versa. You know, um, as you, uh, you know, drink them, you can put it on the bottle. So that's an easy way to track. And a lot of times it's great if you have three already in the morning, fill them up at the beginning of the day and go, okay, by the end of the day, I've got to consume this. Now that's just a guideline. It's, um, you know, take your body weight, divide it by two. And uh, that gives you the number of ounces that you should be consuming every day. That's a, that's your baseline. So if you're right. drinking coffee or if you're doing other things, or if you're exercising, obviously it needs to go up from there. So water is key. Just start with that. The second mm -hmm. thing on the pyramid is vegetables. And probably a lot of people would say, when I do, when I, even when I teach the course, I was like, why, why is it fruits and vegetables? Well, vegetables usually have less carbohydrate content. They have less sugars. Um, they have more, not, not necessarily more fiber, but the, the phytonutrients and the chlorophyll from the green is kind of where we're, where we're going with that. And mm -hmm. fruits, while amazing, 
you know, you still want to be mindful of how much sugar you're taking in just via fruit. So mm -hmm. vegetables should be the emphasis. And you wouldn't believe the number of people, and maybe there's some on this um, live, who don't eat vegetables or don't eat very many vegetables. So yeah. how can you increase that? Um, make a smoothie. First thing in the morning, make a smoothie. Put in some, you know, awesome uh, protein source. Um, you and I love uh, a particular um, dairy-free or whey-based protein from Isogenics. Put in a scoop of that or your favorite protein powder that you like. Um, lots of vegetables, so you can put a handful of, and a lot of these can be frozen, like a bag of frozen spinach, grab a handful. Um, kale, you can freeze that, grab a handful. Uh, mixed greens, organic mixed greens, grab a handful of that. Maybe a little piece of green apple, throw that in. And if you have a decent, <clears throat> like a Nutribullet or a decent type of blender, that'll work great. Perfect investment. Blend that up and start your day with a green smoothie. Um, also, um, you know, there's lots of great greens mixtures, dehydrated organic vegetables that are in a powder. Um, mm -hmm. if you need that extra support, that's an other awesome way or put your vegetables in and throw that in as well. You know, mm -hmm. you can't really, can't really OD on green vegetables. Yeah. I love my <laughs> greens powder. I like, I find like uh, yeah. for me to sit down and like eat that many vegetables in a day, like. I, I love just putting a scoop in and having that extra bit and then doing it in my meals as well. But I find that for me like works <laughs> so me. well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it does. <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> Maybe because I'm That's talking okay. too much. <laughs> <laughs> it does help because, you know, again, for some people who want to ramp that up, but they're just not sure, or they're just not used to eating that many whole vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, get yourself a great greens powder. Yeah. There's lots of them out there. And we use the one from Isogenics, which has a lot of other added benefits to it as well. And um, throw that in. That's, you know, several servings of vegetables in one scoop. Um, you know, so also try and make it easy for yourself. You know, if that works for you, do it that way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, have a second smoothie. Three, you know, three o'clock instead of going for the coffee or something else. Have another energizing green smoothie. Why not? Two of them in a day is not a lot. Um, and then, you know, just start to, you know, take a look at some of the foods that you maybe go to all the time. Because when you have a food intolerance, you can also have like an addiction almost to a, to a food that your body kind of craves, even though maybe it's not something that just, you know, is alignment. Um, <clears throat> I know my, um, I just, different people that have, you know, like cravings, when they have cravings for dairy or cravings for certain things, that might be an indicator that that's actually not a food that's good for you. And dairy is a huge one to try and eliminate. So you can go and get food sensitivity testing done, which would kind of cut to the quick and give you the information right away with, that your body tells you, nope, this is, this is a big no-no. Because the things about foods that our body can't tolerate, you know, the first thing that it's going to do is create an inflammatory response. Right. And especially in your joints, in your, like, I'm, I'm very sensitive to not just um, lactose, but I, I, I find to now in more and more, I'm sensitive to wheat. And I feel it right away. My fingers get a bit stiff. I feel a bit achy in the morning if I've had 
wheat or, you know, gluten from other sources, not just wheat. So that might be an indicator. If you're noticing those kinds of body symptoms, that's a pretty good indicator that you've got inflammation and it's really uh, time to try and figure out what's, what's going on. So those Amazing. are a couple of basic things. I mean, uh, it can get very overwhelming, but you just have to sort of start with one or two things and just progress from there, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, there was something I was just going to say, and I can't remember it. It's gone. That's okay. <laughs> It'll come back. <laughs> it's gone. I can't remember what it is. <clears throat> That's gone. <laughs> That's okay. That's um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, nutrition is a, is a big area. And I think, um, obviously <clears throat> as one of my mentors said to, um, a, a class that I did very early on, he was a he's a naturopath in California. And, and I did a lot of my, um, iridology and sclerology studies with him over the years. And he said, you know, the gross physical body is a food body. So while, you know, we obviously other things are factors it is the nutrition that we take in that gets converted to the, yeah. the, the um, you know, the base nutrients, the amino acids, the vitamins, the minerals, the enzymes, everything that ultimately nourish our cells. Yeah. So we can never discount the importance of our nutrition. There are many yeah. other facets, you know, the wheel of health, right? We know that there are all the spokes to the wheel. And everything adding and pointing to the center of us in, in optimal wellness. But we can never discount the importance of our basic nutritional intake. And then, you know, find that along with other what I what he what he termed right um, right living, which is, you know, right relationships, um, right occupation, you know, all these things that we yeah. know that when we're in alignment with those things, things feel right and mm -hmm. things move and we flow through the universe like we should we don't get stuck in things when those yeah. things are all in alignment so mm -hmm. you know it's not to say that we we have to be looking at all things holistically and incorporating and and um learning about all those different areas of our health and well-being but yes as far as nutrition goes we are a gross physical body we need those base elements to, um, you know, there are cultures who have, you know, elevated beyond that, you know, the breatharians and <laughs> maybe, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe the sunterians who just sit and look at the sun and take in energy. I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever With get the to price that of level. everything going up. I've debated learning about it. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> that's maybe not easier. <laughs> maybe that's a good idea. <laughs> um, so, so one thing, one thing that I can speak to as well is, um, you know, when we lived in Ontario, we were there for 14 years before we moved back out west in 2007. And we were part of a community-supported agriculture farm, so a CSA. And, you know, basically from May until October, we went and we got our food share and we bought organic and we bought locally. And we had a community of people that we did potlucks with. And it was an amazing, amazing uh, time. And when we came to North Vancouver, we got away from that because it just wasn't really in the neighborhood and not really conducive, even though I have farmer's markets, it's just not quite the same. But now we're living on the Sunshine Coast and uh, we've connected with some amazing people here. And, uh, you know, one woman in particular said, hey, you know, we need to do this and we're going to do it. 
So we've started another sort of farm growing cooperative, like gardening, and we're out, you know, as much as we can be right now, prepping the garden beds, planting seeds. So if you can do anything like that to get back to your source, go and find some local farms mm-hmm. that you can, or garden groups that you can be part of so that you can yeah. participate in growing your own food and knowing where your food is coming from. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, you know, as a young family or any family, you know, that's, that's such an amazing education for your kids to show them where their food comes from and how they can connect to the yeah. earth that way. So, yeah. and it's very doable. You just have to, mm-hmm. cause that was one thing that I noticed, especially the first summer of the last two years is uh, the amazing number of garden beds that I started seeing popping up in people's front yards, backyards. Oh. So, so people have been doing it. So mm-hmm. let's, let's not stop doing it. Let's keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. My brother and um, uh, his girlfriend just started doing like a whole garden and I'm so excited. <laughs> and um, thank you for pointing out about like community and stuff like that as well. It's um, when it comes to the water and stuff like that too. I know here in Ottawa, uh, there's a natural spring that we can go to to fill up water. And so I've been going, well, I did that last weekend and I'm going to start doing that now to get like nice, fresh, clean water because the energy difference in that compared to even in the city, like there's even that to do. And um, like local farmers, the farmer's market, stuff like that, it, it definitely does energetically have a big difference compared to what's being shipped from who knows where, how many people it's been handled by sitting in the grocery stores. I know like even when I went to say Walmart, I went into Walmart to grab something and even energetically, like I'm very sensitive to energy. I can feel the energy difference. And I'm just looking at the foods in that store. I'm like, I would never buy my food here ever. Yeah. And like even mm-hmm. just going to like um, find um, a local health food store and start swapping things. That was something that I started doing would just go in with one of the normal kind of foods that I had from the normal store and just oh. go into the health food store and just be like, okay, what kind of alternative do you have for this and asking the people that work there because they're obviously working there because they're very passionate about exactly what they're doing as well so there's so many yeah. kind of like ways around making these incredible shifts in our life um yeah, yeah. Incredible and, this, and this, even even a couple of other basic steps is think about a food that you've never tried a vegetable or a fruit that you've never tried and <clears throat> next time you go buy one and and actually Um, I was going to say, I've been to Ottawa many, many times. My mother-in-law lived there for many years and uh, the Byward Market is incredible. So Mm. to go down there and, you know, connect with all the local growers, I mean, you can't beat it. So go to a local market, find out what's there. Look at, um, you're going to find vegetables or something that you've never eaten before. Ask the person who grew it, what is this? How do I prepare mm-hmm. it? Okay, yeah. I'm going to get this and I'm going to take it home and I'm going to make it. Super simple, mm-hmm. but so important yeah. because you just learned something new. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and we can get like so like caught up in like eating the exact same foods all the time that the nutrient diversity just isn't there. So having this Absolutely. curiosity when it comes to our food or supplementing um, yep. is massive totally. to be able to yeah. make sure that we have all of that. And I love that you mentioned too about basically the old saying, like you are what you eat. Like we literally are what we eat. And I think we forget about that sometimes that a lot of the foods when we're not getting the wide array of, of minerals and vitamins and nutrients, like there are literally processes in our body that don't work when we're not, when we are missing certain minerals and certain vitamins and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it isn't just what we eat. It's what we digest and absorb and assimilate and eliminate. 
It's all that component of digestion, which is actually mind blowing if you really take a few minutes to think about it. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the fact that we can do this and our body just knows automatically pretty much what to do and how to do it. So we can, you know, sit in gratitude with that is, is really key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have time, Joanne, to, to go into the cleansing portion to just explain like the benefits of that? Because we've chatted a lot about like the nutrition, but I know that was something that we mentioned in the beginning where that is a big kind of missing component in a lot of the education that we receive. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, the, so what that cleansing and detoxing was one of the first things probably that I learned in my very first iridology course. Um, because when we are looking at the eye and the tissue condition of the body through the eye, we are looking at areas of congestion, which can represent toxicity because it can be things that are stuck in the body. So what we want to do, and, um, you know, it's been argued in many camps, well, our body, that's, we have organs that detoxify and we don't need to do anything to help that. Well, I beg to differ (laughs) because we have a lot of pollution out there. We have stuff in our water. We have chemicals in our food. We have preservatives in our food. If you're eating things that contain preservatives, um, and we have a lot of, um, I guess the air and water are the two key ones that we don't necessarily have a lot of control over because, you know, it's being put there by somebody else. So um, we need to assist our body as much as we can. So we have lungs to detoxify weak acids when we breathe, you know, carbon dioxide. We have our kidneys. We have our um, whole digestive system. We have our lymphatic system and our blood. And while those are... um, venues for nutrition there are also ways that our body gets rid of waste so if those become clogged and you know we're we're eliminating pounds of waste every day but if one of those channels becomes clogged or slows down the rest of them all have to take up the slack so then Mm -hmm. it stresses the three or four that are left Mm -hmm. and if we're not living in a right you know aligned way then our organs are going to slow down and they're not going to be as efficient. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a genetic component to that as well, which we don't always understand our genetics to, to know how that's really going to influence us. But there can be genetic predispositions to not producing enough of something as a byproduct of something else. You may be genetically predisposed to missing, um, you know, manufacturing a certain enzyme or something like that, you know, and obviously there are severe genetic conditions where that shows up. Mm -hmm. So basically, even in traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, you know, the the premise is to constantly assist the body to do its own detoxification process. I generally talk about, and I think, um, you know, we've talked about, you know, twice a year is kind of the key time to do a major focus detox. So that would be spring and fall. And that's the major changes of the season. Again, you're going along with the Earth's energy of those changes. And you want to kind of keep in alignment with that. So what we want to do is we want to simplify our intake of food. We want to give our digestive organ a break as much as possible. So we can do that by intermittent fasting, which is there's lots of definitions to intermittent fasting. A lot of people understand the concept of just eating between noon and eight or 11 and seven or 10 and six, which is one way to do intermittent fasting. 
And that keeps with the natural circadian rhythm of the body. When your body is ready to take in nutrition, when it's ready to break down the nutrition, when it's ready to assimilate the nutrients. And that's called the concept of natural hygiene. So we want to support that. And when we um, take breaks from food and our body gets a little bit hungry, it's doing something called autophagy, which is going in and basically cleaning itself up. So our body naturally does that if we give it the space to do it. So when we're, and another way of intermittent fasting is to actually abstain from food for 24 to 48 hours. And there's been some independent studies to show that even your human growth hormone levels and different nutrient, you know, our hormone levels in the body will increase in a response to this break from taking in solid food, you know, giving it that intermittent fast. So that's really important because those are like human growth hormone is, is, is a growth hormone that will stimulate growth and healing. Well, yeah. why, why wouldn't we want that in our body, you know, to kind of yeah, reset and re revitalize. Mm -hmm. And then the other component to that, so a lot of people will do water fasting or this kind of a thing. Um, I've always been an advocate of using herbs, um, right from even before I was doing things professionally, I was always adding herbal things into my routine. And the power of herbs just goes beyond water. So when you are doing that 24 to 48 hour fast, if you can add botanicals or herbal blends into that fasting component, then you're basically helping to get in there and do some internal scrubbing in the mm -hmm. cells, get the body to release more of, and a lot of times our cells can be stuck. They can be, the cellular matrix of the cell can actually be rigid and it can be stuck in terms of its ability to slough off toxins. Mm -hmm. So by using herbals and botanicals and even homeopathy, we can get those cells to open up and discharge what it needs to discharge. And then obviously we want to, uh, in along with that, we can do some other herbal things to support our digestion, apple cider vinegar, uh, green tea, um, you know, herbals like pow darko, um, black walnut, um, you know, peppermint herbs like that are very supportive and healing to the digestive tract. Um, I would say most clients that I work with have some sort of digestive compromise. So yeah. again, if you can't digest and break things down, your body can't access the nutrition. So we want to really support the digestive tract to heal and be in good shape. And then by, you know, getting in there and doing that toothbrush, toothbrush scrubbing, I call it, on the cells, then we can just open up the detox pathways. We can get them working uh, optimally, hopefully up to 100%. And then as we go into our daily routine, we're going to feel energy, not, you know, lack of energy. So, and another key thing that, that we want to support is um, through some adaptogenic herbs is to support our, our stress and who doesn't have stress. You know, um, adrenals take a big hit these days. And our adrenals, you just think of where they sit above the kidneys. They're like right at the sort of, I call it the fulcrum of your system because it's at that midway point. It's like, you know, if you were lying down, that would be the, the fulcrum of the teeter-totter where you're balancing back and forth, you know. That's where our, our adrenals are. And so I keep our adrenals strong for women. You know, our adrenals do produce um, estrogen as we go into perimenopause and menopause. So it's very key to keep our adrenals healthy going into that time of our life. 
And um, also just in general, you know, if, if we've got, um, you know, our adrenal fatigue and we've got too much cortisol running through our bloodstream, then that cortisol acts, acts as a tear down hormone. Um, it has a very important role in doing that. But if it's chronically there in the body, it's going to overall, um, you know, be, be um, detracting from our overall health and well-being. So, yeah, we, we want to support our bodies as much as we can. Cleansing is a really key component of that. Um, it supports the body and its processes. Um, it will show you a lot of things about your body that you probably weren't aware of before because mm -hmm. some of that intuitive speaking will start to come out a little more when you decide to cleanse and detox. And, yeah, um, yeah overall can be so, so beneficial long-term for your health. Mm -hmm. You can hear all the seagulls singing in the background. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, I started doing the intermittent fasting and stuff um, six years ago now, and it's incredible. I actually have been thinking I'm, I'm going to be doing one again soon, and I love how you pointed out in the spring and fall is a great time to do it. I'm like, and I'm ready for another, like, energetic upgrade. Um, oh, yeah, this but, is yeah, a perfect time. Massive, perfect time to be doing it. to be able to do that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you're right, it does support an energetic upgrade because Huge. it will, it will shift the frequency of your cells into that healthier place. Yeah. So overall, mind, body, spirit, you can shift it into a, a, a much healthier spot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Massive. Um, it, it's, we could literally talk about that. We could maybe do another podcast where we're chatting more in depth about specific topics. This one is kind of just very general. Sure. Um, for everybody but um yeah that was incredible joanne thank you so much for sharing all of that um you're welcome. basically i guess like the the whole thing is is making the lifestyle shifts that you can do and just slowly doing it and listening to your body to what um like what feels good to you but even like for people listening go back and listen to this podcast again and take notes and just pick one or two things that you want to implement in or maybe make a whole list of it and slowly over time start trying things and be curious again and see like what's working for your body what isn't feel free to go out and have conversations with people in the health food stores or conversations with other people and other practitioners like reach out to joanne if you want to have a chat with her go out there and just be curious to keep exploring because our bodies are incredible when we start learning how to listen to what they're actually saying and we've kind of like our bodies are kind of a lot of us we're in a place where we're kind of learning how to heal and we're learning how to come back to our full optimized potential as humans just because of the way we've been raised in society and to learn to decrease the toxins to increase the actual nutrient value that we're receiving in our foods um it's all incredible and we can keep focusing on like the big dreams and the big goals that we have, but the human body, like the physical component is really truly like the basis. Like, like you said, that pyramid, like the ground level for us to be able to start doing the spiritual upgrades, the energetic upgrades, the emotional upgrades, like all of it comes down to that. And even like when it comes to like gut health and our hormones and our mood, we didn't even get to touch on that, which I think would be an incredible one to chat about. But there's so much value for us to receive from shifting our nutrition. So anybody listening, don't discount shifting your nutrition because you, you'd be amazed with the, the value that you start receiving from, from just shifting something as simple as your nutrition. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and what you said is just be curious, mm-hmm. be curious. Um, yes. You know, I think there's um, a real need to be curious right now and, and, um, and explore, just explore, mm-hmm. explore, explore, and, yeah. and ask questions, yeah. ask questions and learn something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you, anybody listening has any questions, feel free to put them in the comments. And we can always get back to them more. We can do another episode and um, we can answer all the questions as well. But thank you so much, Joanne, for taking the time. Totally. Thanks, Laura. To be here with all of us. We appreciate you so much. Yeah, you're very um, welcome. I hope that your day goes well and you get on the ferry. And where is it that you're headed? Oh, just into North Vancouver from Seashalt. So, yeah. Yeah, we're just uh, getting ready to board now. So (laughs) they've been running late a lot. (laughs) Oh, yeah? (laughs) You drive the car like right on the ferry, right? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and um, yeah, it's just, su- summer schedule is starting already. So it's gonna, it's gonna get busy for sure. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and how is it that people can get in contact with you, Joanne? Uh, well, I am on Instagram as well under CW Solutions and um, lots of stuff in my link tree bio there of um, different things. And if you want to do like a 30 minute complimentary sort of exploring call, discovery call, I call it, you can do that as well and just book it there. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll put all the links, everything that we chatted about throughout this, um, this podcast down in the comments below. So you can easily go through there and take a peek at all the resources and stuff like that. So thank you so much, Joanne. I appreciate you so much. Thanks, Laura. Have a great day. Thanks. You you too. Bye. Bye. And thank you so much to everybody who's on here live with us. So amazing. And we will catch everybody on the next episode. Thanks everyone. See you later.